everyone. This is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com and EasyVeggieMealPlans.com. And I want to thank you for joining us on the call. And I have with me tonight the author of our Easy Veggie Meal Plans. Her name is Cardina Paza. And Cardina, welcome to the call. Thank you. This is great. It's going to be a really good call. We're going to go over everybody's questions that they've been sending in by email. And we're going to answer the most frequently asked questions about the vegetarian lifestyle, about you know, substituting foods and, and protein and carbohydrates and all that type of stuff. So, Cardina, why don't we get started with a little bit more about yourself? Everybody has heard me blabber on about myself quite a bit in the past. So why don't you tell us about yourself, including, you know, the fast food struggles that you had when you were younger and how, you know, you eventually found your way to the vegetarian lifestyle. Okay. Sounds great. So uh, to tell you a little bit about myself, uh, I'm a fitness trainer, I'm a personal fitness trainer and certified nutritionist. I live in Orange County here in California, and I've had my own business now for about seven years. Um, I'm also a, a raw vegan. I've been, I've been a raw vegan for about six years, and uh, I've taught and educated hundreds of people in my area through seminars on how to eat healthy, have lots of energy, and lose weight on a vegetarian diet. So, so I'm really excited about that. And I uh, I just celebrated my 32nd birthday last weekend. So happy birthday! Thank you. Very good. <laughs> so I did. I was uh, I was out in Colorado, and uh, or I actually was in Colorado a couple weekends ago. I really like to stay active and uh, be outdoors. I got a little whitewater rafting in, some horseback riding. So. You know, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> well, why don't you and, tell us, like, you know, when you were growing up and, and, you know, how you ate what everybody else ate when we were growing up and, and some of the food wasn't, uh, you know, probably as good as what we should have been having. And then, you know, when you started to finally clue in and start doing a little bit of research and, and that sort of stuff to, to eat better for yourself. Sure, definitely, Yeah. Uh, growing up, my, my mom, I grew up with my mom, my parents were divorced, and uh, I had a stepfather, great guy, God bless him, he really took care of us. Um, we uh, we really ate a standard American diet, as I call it, we call it the fad diet, and uh, I, I, we would grill our hamburgers, have our hot dogs, uh, Friday night was pizza night, and uh, I loved McDonald's fish filet, that was my favorite. And, you know, I had, I remember making countless trips to the candy store. I'd drink, I'd have milk and cereal in the morning. And Sunday was our, our big breakfast meal. And it was, uh, it, we had eggs and pancakes and bacon and, and I would, I would just smother everything in syrup, Aunt Jemima syrup. And <laughs> so, I mean, I, I remember having that breakfast on a Sunday morning and just, being so tired afterwards that I would just go back to my room and fall asleep. Even though I wanted to go out and play, it was my day off. But, um, you know, my favorite thing to make was Kool-Aid, and I, I put tons of sugar in it, so it, then it would taste really good. And I, I, I ate this way up until high school, actually. Um, I, wasn't an, I wasn't overweight when I was younger. I was pretty active. And then once I got into high school, I really packed on weight. And I, I gained like 20 pounds. And, uh, you know, I just, I was like a typical kid. I get sick, get the flu, I get these really bad earaches, I get pink eye, and 
Lilith Rose, I mean, I just, it was just like a typical kid. And my parents or adults would say, oh, yeah, that's what, that's what happens. You're around germs all the time and you're around other dirty kids. You just, that's what happens. You get sick. So I just, I, I kind of accepted it, but I just felt like, well, it's, there might be a better way. So I was always open to, to feeling better, you know, like, I just, I just wanted to feel good all the time. And uh, through several breakthrough moments in my life, I don't know if I'll get into that right now, but I started to make connections between how I felt and, and the weight I had put on and the food I was putting in my body. So I, start, I slowly started changing my diet and, and cutting out meat and processed foods. And, and each time I'd eliminate something, I, I noticed I felt better. You know, I was like, I was being my own guinea pig, and uh, I just I just wanted to feel good and have lots of energy. I mean, life is really worth living when I when I have lots of energy. I can enjoy my life and enjoy my body and enjoy the people around me instead of focusing on being sick and tired and achy and congested and all that yucky stuff. So, so that yeah, you know, I don't know if I get into any more detail than that. That kind of sums up where I came from. You know what's really interesting is, you know, when I was talking to you, it was the story about how your father, you know, who you didn't live with, you didn't, you know, you lived with your stepdad. But tell us a little about your father and and the amazing adventures that he had in his life, and how you know eventually that influenced you as well. Sure. So my yeah, my parents divorced when I was about four years old. So I, I would come and visit him sometimes and uh, and talk with him over the phone. But he uh, he was a gymnast. And he was a, 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 actually, I'll tell you a little bit more, he was a blind gymnast. And he was a, a gymnast at UCLA for four years, a champion gymnast. And he was also uh, part of the movement of hand balancing acts in, uh, in Santa Monica and Muscle Beach area. So they would do these amazing gymnastic stunts with, like, anywhere from, like, three to seven guys doing, like, these pyramids or just amazing, amazing acts. And uh, so he really – that was really his lifestyle after college is he began uh, performing around California and other states. And uh, when I talked to him, I talked to my uncle, who was also a gymnast, you know, they talked about people would just gather around um, in Muscle Beach and, and watch them perform. And, and you know, he said they would be eating their hot dogs and hamburgers and Coca-Cola, and he said, oh, we never touched that stuff. That stuff was bad, you know. We we knew it was bad for us. And um, so they they really stuck to a healthy diet, and they were actually friends with Jack LaLanne. So, as, you know, most people know Jack LaLanne really well known for his juicing uh, juicer and, and all, so getting in lots of high-nutrient uh, foods and so. Um, they all kind of had that mindset about how to eat, about all about eating whole foods and staying healthy. And when he, my dad settled down from his traveling and gymnastics performing, he would uh, grow his own garden, have his own fruit trees. And whenever I'd go visit, he would uh, have these massive, beautiful salads. And he would even have this really dark green powder on top, and I never knew what it was. But whenever he ate it, he had this big ring of green around his mouth. I, I really remember that. But now I know it was the green superfoods and spirulinas that, that he was putting on his, fat, on his salad. And here I am doing the same thing now, you know. So, in, in one, um, 
things about him that inspired me was when he got to be into his 70s, he hiked the Grand Canyon. And he went, they hiked all the way down one day, camped at the bottom, and hiked back the next day and had lots of energy. And that's an amazing feat um, if anyone's done it. Um, people actually have to be helicoptered out because they are so exhausted. They get heat exhaustion, dehydrated, whatever. Those people have um, have definitely collapsed on that trail. And so I thought, you know, what would be what's really valuable to me is to have a long, healthy, great quality of life like my dad. Yeah, I want to be in my 70s and the hike in the Grand Canyon, you know. I don't want to be in a wheelchair, so I should start taking care of my body now so that I can enjoy myself like he did, you know, when he was when he was in his 70s. So, yeah, he was a huge inspiration to me. Yeah, and I really love those uh, pictures of your uncle with Jacqueline and that you sent me, and we'll get those up on the blog because that's really cool because, I mean, everybody knows, Jacqueline and, uh, you know, what he's done for the health and fitness world. And it's, it's amazing that your dad was part of that as well and, and how he has influenced you and the generations continue. And we're going to continue to help as many people as we can with the, with the vegetarian lifestyle here. So that's really, really cool. I think everybody gets a really good understanding of where you're coming from here, how you and I, we grew up just like everybody else grew up. And, you know, we kind of learned this stuff on our own. And I always tell people that, you know, I was I was the pickiest eater when I was a kid, and so it wasn't until 25 that I finally ate salad for the first time, and it wasn't until, you know, 29, 30 when I was eating avocado for the first time. So if I can do this, then everybody listening to the call can do this. So let's start with the first question that people have for us, and that's do the vegetarian diets really work for people to help them lose weight for both men and women? Can these things, can the vegetarian diet really lose weight? Uh, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm a trainer, and so one of the things that's really important is that I I work with my clients on their diet and their nutrition. And um, I mean, I have I have meat eaters and I have vegetarians, and they they both get amazing results. Uh, my husband also con- converted his diet over to a vegetarian diet after we met, and he lost over 35 pounds. And uh, yeah, there's just, there's so so many countless people in in the athlete athletic world, so many pro athletes and and celebrities that that ha- are on a vegetarian lifestyle, and I mean they're all just ripping, you know, they're all doing great, and so you know I know there's some people who are skeptical, but um, there's so much proof out there that that says that shows otherwise, you know, and some people think, oh, well, if you're vegetarian, you probably look sick or pale. And it's actually the opposite. I mean, everyone uh, that I've worked with who's transitioned their diet, I mean, they look younger. They're, they're so much more energized. They feel better. And they're just so thankful that they, they've found this, this new path, you know. And, uh, and so, um, you know, one of the things is you'll, you know, you'll discover if you, Download our easy veggie meal plans is um, they're they'll fill you up and they're delicious and they'll definitely keep you satisfied and definitely in between the main meals you'll feel really satisfied and so you know, I just try and implement um, implement everything that I've I've learned and studied and helped my clients reach their goals I've implemented that into these plans. 
Very cool, very cool. And I'll just give you a little bit more about, you know, my story switching over to the vegetarian lifestyle because uh, a lot of people have been asking me, you know, how are my results? What am I noticing? What's the difference? And, and I've been doing this for only two months now. Um, but over time, I have been slowly cutting back meat. And so I was down probably only meat, eating meat maybe three times per week for the last year or so. And, and frankly, that was partially just out of sheer laziness. But um, I also appreciated the fact that I needed to really only eat quality meat. And, you know, in when I was a younger trainer, when I was really busy, I would go to Subway and, and get, you know, chicken breast subs. I mean, but that's not real high-quality meat. So I, I realized that I didn't want to go into the, fall into that trap. And, and so I started, you know, cutting back and substituting those types of meals with higher-quality meals that didn't include meat and realized also that, Nothing was changing my body if I wasn't getting 200 or 250 grams of protein, which had been drilled into my head that I needed. So that was how I kind of evolved over here. And then in the last two months, I decided to, uh, you know, take the vegetarian experiment or challenge and, and get some help from Cardina. And in fact, what I've actually done is I've chronicled every meal that I've eaten in the last eight weeks into an ebook called The Lazy Man's Vegetarian, Lazy Man's Guide to Vegetarian Eating. And that will be ready in a couple of weeks as well. But um, that's uh, that's my story. And people have been asking me, you know, if I, do I feel weaker in my, you know, with my workouts because they know I try and, and build strength and, and lift heavy. And I haven't noticed a, a single detriment at all. I'm, I'm actually stronger, making the same gains as I was before when I was eating meat. You know, I'm, I should be stronger two months after, and I am stronger two months after stopping eating meat. So I certainly haven't noticed any single detriment in my lifestyle. So the next question that, that people have been writing in is, is this easy and convenient and budget-friendly, and are you sure that most people can do this? Uh, okay, good. Those, those are good questions. Well, you know, I uh, I am all about making changes. Like, like uh, you know, you're saying you kind of gradually made these changes to a vegetarian lifestyle. I'm always I'm always up for growing and learning and evolving, and um, with that, my life is really busy. I always want to learn. I always want to take seminars. I'm always, you know, doing something, and my and along with my diet is evolving, and my life is really busy because of this. And so, uh, there's a lot of times where I leave my house at five o'clock in the morning. I don't get home till at eight in the morning. And what I really, I mean, in the evening, yeah, in the evening. And so what's really important is to have something that's easy and convenient where I can uh, take it with me. And I, I like, pack my lunches for the entire day. And uh, it saves me money. It saves me time. And it's easy. I don't have to run out and find something to eat. So um, my husband, for example, I mean, like I said earlier, he lost 37 pounds. And, uh, you know, he was, had a busy lifestyle as well. He was working full time and between that and going to the gym and doing the extracurricular activities, you know, he wouldn't get home until 8 in the evening. So we'd end up packing our lunches together and be gone for the entire day. And it was just, it was so easy. I'd actually meet him for lunch sometimes. And because we didn't have to rush out to a restaurant and buy something and spend lots of money at, at lunch and, try and find a parking spot and fight for parking and staying in line, we would go sit in the park and enjoy our, our meal that I made at home. 
And uh, and so it was just a, a really great time that we got to spend together. Um, I've had I, I had this one girl. She uh, she lost thirty pounds in about mm, less than three months, and she really had to watch her budget. And so we just we just worked to keep her costs low, and and she still you know got all the the great benefits and the got everything that she needed on the vegetarian diet and had great results. And we actually helped her digestive system as well. And, you know, she had a lot more energy and she had a more positive attitude. It was really cool to see her transform. And uh, so, so that, that was really cool. And then I have another guy. He, uh, he lost 50 pounds. He was, he had two kids, had a family, you know, full-time job and was also training for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition and uh, so, um, you know, having all of this going on, he still had the ability to um, to eat this way because we made it so simple and convenient for him. So, I mean, it, it'll be easy and more inconvenient because that's, that's the only way I would have it, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So you'll you, know see. you know what's funny is when you were talking about, you know, how you met Mark uh, for lunches, I'm just remembering, like, you know, if, if you're a meat-eating bodybuilder, it's, it's tough, like you said, to carry around your meals, especially when you're a trainer, because oftentimes as trainers we're going from place to place and we're not always in the same spot. And I remember, you know, these, these old-school bodybuilders who were so hooked on having to have meat all the time. There was this one guy, he would bring, like, he would just eat a can of tuna and a Diet Pepsi, and that was his meal, and it's just so... It's just so not healthy and so not, you know, going to help you have that vibrant life and vitality. And, and your way is so much better and is just as convenient as eating out of a can of tuna. So much, much Thanks. better. So one thing that I want to ask you about is when you mentioned with that one girl who was on a stricter budget, what were, like, maybe the top two or three things that you helped her to do to stick to that budget? I mean, like you mentioned before to me in one of your emails, you said, first of all, just cutting out meat, it is an expensive uh, addition to your diet. I mean, when you go to a restaurant, the meat is the biggest, most expensive thing on the menu. So aside from cutting out meat, what are maybe like two or three things that you did with this girl to help her keep to that budget? Well, um, one thing is, is just have her prepare some easy things at home, you know, like not not going out to restaurants and eating. Um we go to the farmer's market and we would find things that were in season or even at the grocery store, find foods that are in season, fresh fruits and vegetables, because they're they're typically uh, cheaper. All right, so uh, finding foods that are in season, going to the farmer's market where you can get a good value, good deals. Uh, when she could afford it, she would do organic, but if not, that's okay too. You know, just getting in the fresh fruits and vegetables was important. And uh, changing, like you were talking about, the meats are really expensive. And so um, she would get a protein powder, and also I taught her. Um, the protein powder I use is is pretty inexpensive. I mean, it would last oh probably be probably about a month, and it's only like twelve or thirteen dollars. So. And the amount that you need is, is, is so so little, you know. So it lasts a long time. And uh, I, I taught her uh, how to utilize things like sunflower seeds that are, I mean, if you buy them, they're like $1.29 a pound. And, I mean, that's cheaper than fruit, you know, or 
certain vegetables, and, and it's really filling. It's got healthy fats. It's got um, great source of amino acids and proteins. And, and so we, I taught her how to utilize things like that to give her the calories that she needs for the energy and, and support her. Because she would work out with me like three times a week sometimes. And so it helps support her workouts as well. So those are a couple of things that we did. Very good. Yeah, that's really, really excellent. And one thing you brought up there that a lot of people are probably, you know, nobody's actually emailed this in, but I know a lot of people are thinking it is the whole organic versus non-organic debate. I mean, people really wonder how important this is. And, I mean, I think the bottom line comes down, most people who, you know, if you can't afford it still, you're not going to stop eating fruits and vegetables. But do you have any insights about maybe if there's three things that, if you could afford, these are the most important things to buy that are organic, or any tips like that, you know, how to find cheaper organic stuff, anything you can help us out with there? Sure, definitely. Um, well, one of the things I do, um, I do and I recommend to people if, if you're, um, you know, your budget's a little tight and you want, you're looking for organic, um, I like fr- uh, frozen berries. I like frozen uh, blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, and I, I get those new organic. So, well, let me, let me back to a little bit. Um, so, if, for those who don't know, the difference between the organic and, and conventional, I call it conventional uh, produce, is the conventional produce, they utilize different or harsher, harsh chemicals to, uh, to protect them or to fend off uh, in, insects and, and also weed killers and things like that. They just get absorbed into the plants, and, and so they can uh, build up your body and, and cause lots of of health issues, so uh, a lot of people, whenever they're, well, I know people who've had certain illnesses, and once they go to organic uh, produce, they, they these symptoms and illnesses start to kind of get take care of themselves and go away. But um, with an organic farmer, he he utilizes different herbs and plants that work synergistically with the crop that he's growing to help fend off. Uh, insects, and this way he doesn't have to utilize all the all the pest all the pesticides, and because uh, they just get absorbed right into the the fruit itself, um, and it's just it's not natural, it's not healthy, and a lot of them have been shown to to cause cancer and things like that. So, you know, whenever possible, I recommend organic. I know it's not um, it's not easy to do it all the time or it's not available so you just do your best and so like what I was saying about the, the frozen berries um, these these berries because they have a thin skin as well they, they absorb the pesticides very easily and I, berries are, are a great source of vitamins, minerals and, and high in antioxidants so I recommend them um, because they perish easily they are when you get them fresh and so if you get them frozen they're a lot cheaper so I, I recommend that and they, they hold a lot of their nutritional value when these uh, when they're frozen as well so that's what I recommend getting organic um, the other ones I I mean I recommend greens so spinach and kale and parsley uh, I would recommend getting these uh, organic as well these are high in minerals 
And when you get in, into the mineral and the high-fiber foods, I mean, it's going to help you feel satisfied and give you the nutrient value you need um, and the energy. Because the minerals actually give you a lot of energy, which is cool. And so I'd recommend getting the greens organic as well. And uh, I can't remember what your other question was to me. Well, no, that's good. I mean, it's, it's getting me thinking because um, I'm starting to get hooked on the blender drinks now, and, and people are talking about, you know, I'm, I'm starting to add spinach, and people are talking about, oh, you know, you should just add in frozen spinach. And I guess, you know, there's not really any difference except for the fact that, like you said, probably the biggest thing there, I mean, hopefully people caught it, was you can buy a lot of these foods frozen, and with the technology they have these days, they don't lose any nutrients in the freezing process, and they're organic and they're frozen, and they won't go bad, and that is probably where you're going to save a lot of your money by not letting food go bad, because I know when I buy a lot of stuff, if, you, if you're on a trip somewhere, you come back, food does go bad pretty quickly, so that was, that was really good and a really big lesson there. So just buying a lot of these organic things frozen are going to save you a lot of money in not throwing stuff out. So that's a good tip there. And one other thing I wanted to ask you about was um, what are what are some of the foods that are the most affected by the pesticides? I understand that apples are one of the ones that are most affected by pesticides. Are there any other ones that you know of that are again, at the top of the list for making sure that you get them organic because of the pesticide problem? Yeah, actually there are. Um, strawberries are hugely affected by pesticides, and so are grapes um, because of the type of pesticides that they use and the just absorbability through the skin. Um, those those two for sure you definitely want to watch out for. Um, there's I don't have an entire list of the the produce that, you, that is more susceptible, but when you have like an orange or a grapefruit that at least has the skin on it, um, it gives a little bit of a protective barrier. Um, I mean, there's still some some of the chemicals are going to get absorbed through the roots of the tree, but um, just just to kind of minimize um, things like the oranges, apples, lemons, um, cucumbers, you can, you can, those are, those are protected a little bit more. Okay. And so um, one thing I want, I know we're getting a little off topic here, but I think people will really appreciate this. And when you wash stuff like apples, that gets rid of some, but not all because it's absorbed into the fruit, correct? Correct. And, um, another thing, with apples, they can they tend to put like a wax film on it on around the a coating of wax, and sometimes it's not so healthy. If it's an organic, they tend to put beeswax on it or nothing um, so instead of a paraffin wax. So that, that's another thing about another reason to wash apples if they're not organic is if you put them in hot water, sometimes you'll see like the 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 paraffin wax coating coming off. So that you definitely want to get off as well. So I kind of change the subject there a little bit, but. No, that's awesome. I mean, that's really important stuff. I mean, everybody wants to know that. So it's very, very good. So now let's talk about, you know, what a typical daily meal plan looks like for you. Run run over that pretty quick for us. Okay. Well, uh, you're talking about blended drinks. I I love a, a smoothie in the morning. And uh, I, I 
change it up. I might have uh, whatever fruit is in season. Like right now, I love nectarines, and so I have a nectarine ginger smoothie with uh, I'll put a little bit of protein powder in there, so a rice protein powder or a hemp protein powder, um, either spinach or green powder, put a little bit of cinnamon in there and, uh, and water. Sometimes I'll put coconut in there if I have a young coconut available um, and whip it up, and, and then I, I, I take that on the go. Um, my snacks. Sometimes I'm I'm hungry, sometimes I'm not, but if I am, I'll, I might have like uh, a, little, a little handful of almonds and an apple or uh, I did find a really good bar and, um, you know, I don't know if it's available in, in, in all areas of the country, but it's a, it's a green bar and it has um, sprouted grasses, it's got um, sprouted grains, it's berries. Uh, it's got a good amount of protein in it too, so so I'll do that once in a while. And uh, do you know the name of that bar? What, what yeah, it's called? It's, it's Body Garden of Life. They 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 are they put enzymes in it, probiotics. In it. I mean, they really make sure they cover all their bases in terms of health for their foods and their their um, supplements. So it's called Garden of Life, and it's called Organic Perfect Food. So well, we actually have, I think we have those or um, Garden of Life stuff. I think I've actually bought one or two of those up here. So that stuff is available even in Canada. So, you know, North America, you're probably going to be able to find, again, the, the brand name is Garden of Life. And uh, like Cardina says, they put a lot of high-nutrient stuff in there. Yeah, so those are awesome. And uh, for lunch, uh, I'll make – I'll make something fast, you know. I'll make either a huge salad, which I love, or um, I'll make a, a veggie, a vegetarian burrito. And um, you know, one way to do that for, uh, or how, let's see, there's two different ways. One's raw, and one's vegetarian. So on the, the raw way that I do it is I use a leaf for the tortilla. So I use like a romaine leaf lettuce or a collard green leaf. And then I wrap all my veggies in it and sunflower seed, pumpkin, or a pumpkin sunflower seed mixture, salsa, avocado, onion, and cilantro or something. That makes this really cool burrito. It's really filling and energizing. Or I make up a really quick soup. You know, I sometimes I have all these vegetables I need to use up and I'll kind of put them all together. You know, and one thing is um, learning how to how to blend flavors so so your food tastes really good, and I've, I've learned that over time. And so I definitely want to share that with everyone when we uh, with in the uh, meal plans and and how to make food taste good and how to make variety. So, um, but anyway, so I'll make a raw soup. Um, let's see for for snacks. Sometimes I'll just make a whole make double the amount for lunch. <laughs> I'll take my leftovers and I'll have that for my snacks. Just because I'm I'm really simple and I I just want things that are really convenient. Or I'll I'll uh, make uh, some some sort of vegetable dip. I'll make like a dill vegetable dip with sunflower seeds and things, and then dip cucumbers or celery in it. And then for dinner I'll make like a pesto dish. Or uh, I have a a really good lasagna. Uh, recipe that I love. It's it's a raw uh, a raw recipe as well. So, um, and and that's 
that's about it. If I want a little treat, uh, I've I've shared with Craig, I've, I've shared with you about my little chocolate treats and and uh, little vanilla pudding. So once in a while, I'll indulge and have something like that that I make at home. You know, just whip it up real quick. So, yeah. Yeah, you certainly have some amazing recipes, and uh, you know, we'll talk about one of the downfalls of of my diet because I do rely on a lot of canned stuff and we talked about the sodium problem and you know we're going to come across that later on in the call tonight but it's amazing the the stuff that you make and uh, you when I was out there seeing Cardina uh, last month and we filmed some video for everyone on the call she made some amazing food from scratch and, and it was incredible stuff so we're going to talk more about that later on but let's talk about um Next question I want to ask you was, what are the biggest mistakes you see vegetarians making when they're trying to lose weight? Sure, definitely. Um, so several things. I mean, I have when the vegetarians come to me, and I what I have them do is I have them write out what they're eating, and I'm just amazed. They say, "Well, I, gosh, I'm eating so healthy. I don't understand why I'm not losing weight." And I mean, the minute I look at their their food, I can see exactly why, and it's just, it's amazing to me, but um, so some of the things I've seen uh, people eat that uh, just definitely have them hold on to that weight is uh, breakfast cereals and granola. I mean, one thing about breakfast cereals and granola is that they, they tend to be loaded with sugar and, and refined carbs, and the body just breaks it down so quickly and, and absorbs all the sugar and the body doesn't burn it off. So it just stores it as fat. Um, and things like, uh, I can name any names, uh, Special K. I, I remember, you know, I see all these commercials for Special K and, and, and how it's good for, you know, slimming down and everything. Well, I mean, you know, if you're eating uh, smaller portions and things like that, that's one way to slim down, you know. Um, and the other way is, I mean, so Special K, they, they just try and get you to eat less calories. I, but what I look for is quality. You know, quality is so important. And when I looked at something like a Special K cereal, they had two or three types of sugar in it, uh, hydrogenated oil, all these chemical preservatives. And the only reason people lose weight on it is just because they're eating such a small amount of calories. They're probably starving <laughs> after they eat a bowl of this. I, I was just thinking that. I mean, can you imagine just eating two bowls of Special K cereal and then a regular dinner every day? I mean, I think that's pretty much what they tell you to do. It's very similar to the Slim Fast. And I, I couldn't imagine anybody succeeding on either of those because essentially they're asking you to eat processed foods, which make which really just end up leaving you hungry half an hour later. They're asking you to do that for eight hours of the day when you're at work. There's no way, no way you could pull that off. No, no, it's crazy. And, yeah, they, they also, Special K, they also have, uh, which is one of the other things I was going to mention, is these the diet drinks, too. You know, they say, okay, well, you know, the other option is to drink these, these drinks and, and have a dinner as well. And, uh, it's amazing to me. They are uh, there's a Special K, and I think the other ones Insure. Uh, there's a couple other ones out there, Slim Fast. And they, I looked at the I looked at the ingredients. Like if you want to, you know, go bypass the label on the front, and if you really want to know what this 
what this food is all about, you know, or a product. You gotta look at the ingredient list. Don't get buy into all the hype on the label. It's just it's just ridiculous. And so, I look at the ingredients. It, it's basically milk. Okay, and they take milk. They took some. Um, what was it? There was actually hydrogenated oil in it because it's a preservative, and then they added more sugar on top of the milk, which milk already has about nine grams of sugar, which uh, most people need to know that there that, that it is has a, a, a pretty good sugar content. Um, and so basically, you're just drinking these glorified milk milk drinks, you know, sweetened milk drinks to lose weight, and it's just basically just starving your body of not only calories, but also nutrients, you know, like all these vital minerals and nutrients. And sometimes they'll put in, like, a whole bunch of um, processed, added vitamins and minerals to say, oh, well, you see, you're still getting all your vitamins and minerals. But it's not the same. It's usually really cheap versions of, of what you should be getting in real food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so those are some big, big mistakes there. So, now, one of the next most common questions that people ask is, how do they get enough protein on the vegetarian diet? And is vegetable protein good enough? Most people think they need animal protein. And do you recommend any specific vegan shakes? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, those are really good questions. A lot of people are concerned about protein and are they getting enough protein or how to get enough protein. And um, it's it's really I. You know, when I started eating this way, I didn't really focus on that, and uh, which was interesting. Uh, and I, I didn't have any kind of symptoms of protein deficiencies, but because I know a lot of people need some sort of structure, I did. I have kind of, you know, written down what I've eaten for the day and and uh, kind of calculate out protein, and also through studies that have been done through, uh, like, the World Health Organization. You know, you want to take in about uh, 10 to 20% of your daily calories from protein. And uh, so basically for women, it's usually around 40, 40 to 50 grams of protein, guys, or more like um, – 70 grams of protein, maybe 60 grams of protein. And uh, the sources of, of protein, I mean, you, so to know where to get your protein, you want to know that amino acids are what make protein. And so foods, all grains, nuts, greens, uh, seeds, all contain protein. I mean, if somebody was having oatmeal in the morning, most people think, oh, that's a carbohydrate but it actually has about seven grams of protein in it, which is significant, you know, and, and it should, shouldn't be discounted. So, um, I mean, if, if you're having a variety of, of foods and throughout the day, I mean, we have access to so much variety that certain amino acids uh, that are found in, let's say, grains like uh, brown rice or millet, uh, maybe higher in certain amino acids, whereas eating uh, beans or nuts may be higher in other amino acids. And so just getting a variety of of the the uh, nuts, grains, greens throughout the whole day, if you're eating those throughout the whole day, you know, you're getting your complete amino acids. And they're easier to digest, actually, the, than meat and dairy. So 
It takes less energy for your body to break it down and digest it and utilize it. And so this is one of the reasons that, you know, people notice they have more energy because it, they don't have to use up 75% of their energy every day digesting meat. You know, they're, now they're these plant sources, they digest so much easier, easier on the liver to digest, so it frees up all this energy, you know. So people actually are feeling so much better on this food. And, uh, oh, I remember you said something about the uh, bodybuilders earlier, these, these heavy, high-meat diets. And I, I'm around a lot of these guys, and I even talk to bodybuilders, and they go through these um, these phases where they're, they're eating all this meat, and 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 they are so grumpy. Like, I, you just know whenever they're they're eating all this meat because they're so grumpy, and and they even tell me that the digestive system is all messed up because because they eat this way. And uh, and then I have people at the gym who don't even train with me and ask me what they can do uh, with their diet to to eat less meat because they don't feel good eating all this meat. And it's because I mean it's just it's so hard on the body to digest and process and, and eliminate it, you know. So um, I know I got off topic a little bit, but uh, kind of. I wanted to add that in. I thought it was really important. Very good. And and I did a video the other week showing people just how much protein I was getting from just eating. I was eating a, a, quite a few grains and uh, beans and a lot of nut butters, and I was getting over 100 grams of protein just because I was eating so much food, and and, and it was really not that hard. So especially if you get into the shakes that you were mentioning before, like, you know, you had that one client who only spent $13 a month on a protein shake, you know, maybe using it once a day or something. If you have any concerns, you can always have a little bit of protein, vegetarian protein shakes, whether it's rice or the pea powder or whatever. I mean, there's so many of full-on vegan protein shakes that people can use. So that's um, another thing that people can do. So let's also talk about uh, some readers are concerned that some vegetarian diets may have – or a vegetarian diet in general, a weight loss one, will have too many carbohydrates, and they've been told that, you know, carbohydrates are bad for weight loss. So what's the truth here? Okay, that's a good question. I mean, in a way, carbohydrates as a kind of an umbrella, carbohydrate name, or when you hear the word carbohydrate, it's gotten a bad name. And that's because um, there's different types of carbohydrates. Some carbohydrates are derived from grains. Some are derived from vegetables and fruit. And there's bad carbs that I would stay away from, and there's there's way better carbs. And the processed carbs that, you know, you see in packaged foods, processed, like we were talking about the cereals, snacks, like little snack pack crackers and pretzels and things like that, they are so refined and so processed that they are lacking their nutrient value and um, they they basically, like, they turn into fat quickly and they, they contribute to all sorts of health issues and diabetes and things like that. So um, when, when you take something from its natural state, its whole state, and you alter it so extremely, uh, that's when it becomes a bad carbohydrate. Now, but if you're eating the whole food source, the vegetables, the whole grains, the fruit, 
that is what our body was made to eat, and, and with all the nutrients intact, all the fiber intact, and uh, all the good stuff that your body needs. So uh, when you go to a, a – when you say, oh, it's, when people say, oh, it's a high-carb high diet is, con- is concerning to them, well, only if it's the refined carbs. I mean, you could eat vegetables all day long, and you wouldn't gain weight pretty much. I mean, pretty much. You know, and the, the uh, whole grains, those are like time-release energy in your body. So you'll end up, um, instead of getting like a sugar rush, you'll actually end up having slow-release energy without throwing a whole bunch of sugar in your body and causing uh, causing you to gain fat. And uh, the only thing is, you know, with the grains, it's 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 a dense type of carbohydrate. So you definitely want to make sure you're you're eating the right portions on the on the grains. The one thing that I've found in the last eight weeks is that it's really really hard for me uh, to eat as many calories as I need. I've actually had to go to the blender drinks and and start blending up some food so that it's easier for me to consume more food. So, you know, I'm trying to gain muscle with the vegetarian diet, and I'm finding, like I said, it's just filling me up so fast. So it's perfect, really, for the weight loss because it fills you up for so long, and you won't actually have a problem of too many carbohydrates because you won't have the problem of too many calories in the first place. So that's what I'm personally finding, and the other people I'm talking to are finding the same sort of thing. So it's really good, Definitely. really good perspective that you, you put people there on the carbohydrate stuff. Now, another question that people have had is what about if they have nut allergies? They want to, you know, I've been talking about the nut butters and stuff like that, but if they can't eat that, what are some suggested alternatives for that? Okay, well, when people have an, when they have allergies, um, typically I find that it's, it's peanuts or almonds, things like that. And, uh, I mean, there's, there's so many, uh, other options for protein. Um, in the, we, you try to think of it the same as sunflower seeds are actually seeds and they're not nuts. And so if you're looking for something as kind of like a substitute to nut butter, you could do, I mean, somebody could use sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, and some of those actually come in butters as well. So if you wanted like a direct substitute, those are actually really great. Um, but, you know, there's so, there's such a variety of beans, legumes, whole grains that, you know, they'll get plenty of protein from. Um, so nut butters, I mean, I, I get, I, I'll get like almond butter once in a great while. Other than that, I don't even have nut butters in my, in my diet. And then the nuts I have, I might have sparingly, you know, cause nuts are pretty dense. So you want to have them sparingly. So, um. It's pretty easy to, to to get protein from a lot of other sources. Okay, cool. Very good. And then what about the healthy fats? I mean, people have been asking me if I don't use fish oil, you know, if I do a vegan diet and I don't eat fish oil, then how do people get the healthy fats in their diet? Okay, well, you have the omega-3s, omega-6s, omega-9s, and uh, there's such a variety through plant sources. Um, hemp seeds, have the perfect ratio of three sixes and nines that your body needs, which is really cool. Um, so you can get hemp oil or you can get hemp seed milk or you can get 
hemp seeds that are, you know, just cracked and um, they have a really subtle flavor, really delicate flavor. I put them in smoothies or I put them on my salad, put it on soup. Um, also the flax seeds, flax oils. Yeah, I, I do some oils. I also do the whole seed itself, you know, so I'll do ground flax seeds. Um, you can also get it from wheat germ oil. There's some uh, a variety. There's well, there's one brand called Udo's and Udo's oil, and you may be familiar with this one. But uh, he has an, a really great blend of oils for vegetarian and vegan, um, and I find that those work very very well. So there, there's just there's a lot of variety. So um, try doing. Just flax or wheat germ oil, you know, two capsules in the morning and two at night, and it should satisfy all the needs that, uh, that your body has, along with, I mean, you're eating the natural oils in the diet throughout the day. So, yeah, should okay. be good. Perfect. And, and the, thing, the other thing about people taking oil, it's, it's usually, they usually need to take oil because People are taking in the wrong oils throughout the day from, like, fried foods, you know, saturated fats, um, the the soybean oils and things like that. So they're getting in avocados, flax seeds, and, and uh, sunflower seeds and things like that, coconut oil throughout the day. Then they're going to they're gonna be taking in the healthy oils that their body needs, so they'll be less reliant on that supplementation. Excellent. Very good point. Very good point there for people. Just to reiterate what you said is the reason that so many people need the oils in the first place is because of the bad foods they're putting in their body with the wrong types of fat. So I was actually just having this conversation with somebody today, and, you know, the problems, a lot of the problems are not with, you know, what we're not getting. It's what we're actually putting into our bodies in the first place. So if we eliminate a lot of the foods, a lot of the bad foods, the processed foods, then there's less of a requirement for some of these additional supplements because, you know, now we're not harming our body. We don't need as much healing. So that's, uh, that's you know, one of the messages she was trying to get across there. So it's very easy for us to get all of our healthy fats on the vegetarian, even a vegan diet. Uh, next question I want you to just run over a little bit about the protein you talked about earlier and, you know, what kind of supplements do you use and are supplements necessary for the vegetarian lifestyle? Okay, great. So, um, I think your first, your first question was about protein powders, right? So I have a short memory. Well, yeah, you mentioned the one, the one that was really cheap before. Yeah, the rice protein. And, um, it is not a raw protein powder, just so you know. I mean, it's, it's definitely vegetarian, it's definitely vegan. Um, so on the scale, it's just like vegetarian vegan. <laughs> And uh, it's, it's made from a brown rice protein, or brown rice itself, and it's got one gram of carbs and about 12 grams of protein per heaping tablespoon. So it's, it's just packed with protein. Um, uh, the other ones are, are hemp protein. There's also uh, pea protein. Um, there is a new one out that I'm kind of blanking on, but you know what? There's a really good one by Sun Warrior, uh, Sun Warrior Protein, and it has a blend of basically the the rice, the pea protein, the hemp all together combined. So, um, you know, any health food store or, or online, you'll be able to, to find these varieties. And I tend to either get 
if I if I get an isolated protein where it's just it's uh it's uh rice or pea protein, then I always add greens or some sort of green powder because you know those uh, also have amino acids, so it helps just balance out the proteins. Yeah, my my friend Jay Peru is a big big fan of the Sun Warrior. Now, is there actual raw protein powders? Uh, Sun Warrior protein powder is. Oh, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. Uh huh. And, and, and do you personally use protein powder yourself? I do use it. Um, just because I mean I I have a pretty active lifestyle, and so I just want to make sure that I'm getting all the protein I need, and I. Actually, um, I make sure and take it right after I work out. And if I take it right after I work out, within about four or five days, I notice a big difference in terms of my muscle tone. And if I'm trying to kind of uh, build a little bit more lean muscle, I notice a big difference. And um, through, you know, I, I make sure and get little uh, tests once in a while, make sure my, I'm doing well, I'm balanced. And, and uh, they've they've all been... Uh, very good for me and supported my body very well. Okay, great. And then, uh, what was I going to ask you next? Oh, there was the another question. question. Yeah. Well, the next question I wanted to ask was about, you know, I'm going to skip ahead a couple questions in our in our list there and talk about soy protein. What's the real scoop on soy products and soy protein that we have here in North America? Are you know, one day I hear that some are good and some are bad, and and some other people think they're all bad. What what's your opinion on soy products and tofu and soy protein? Okay, well, you know, cultures have lived and survived on soy for hundreds of years. So, in a, I mean, just in general, I don't think that soy is bad. Um, I mean, I I I eat soybeans once in a great while. It's it's uh, it's but not very often. Um, in North America, we tend to have uh, right now a, the soy that is being cultivated is is genetically modified, and uh, the problem with that is they're just changing the molecular structure of these soybeans for for various reasons, you know, and uh, they are they they're not in their natural state, which causes more problems in our body because our body doesn't know how to digest it and utilize it. So it can cause excess buildup of toxins in the body, causing problems with you know, your nervous system and that sort of thing. And so, you know, if I were to suggest um, anything, I would say they get non-genetically modified, which are usually on the label. And some uh, some foods, they they really process it down to like isolated soy protein, and the, remember the more whole the whole food you have, the healthier it's going to be for you. Because there are nutrients in whole foods that work synergistically together, so that your body can utilize it, metabolize it, and the more it's something that's processed and isolated, the 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 more it's going to be. Uh, your body's going to have trouble digesting it. And so that's one thing is a non-genetically modified. If you're going to have it, I would definitely get non-genetically modified and uh, less of the isolated soy protein. Now, um, I wouldn't rely 
totally on soy. There's a lot of variety that you can have in your diet. I mean, yeah, if you have like once a day, once every once every three or four days, it's just, you know, I mean, it's, it's gonna be you're gonna be okay. It's not gonna be a big deal. I mean, but if someone's doing soy milk and soy patties and uh, soy for their snacks and for dinner, then you know it's a little too much. There's, they, they, first of all, they need more variety in their diet, <laughs> you know. And uh, I, I've see, I've read different and studied different study or I've I've studied different um, paperwork and research on it, and there's just so much controversy that it's it's hard for me to take one stand over the other. But I would say to not you rely on it so much, you know. Just have more variety in your diet. Great, great stuff. Um, one last thing I want to ask about soy. So, you know, there's genetically modified, like you said, and is there are there some soy foods that they've created that are really bad? That's what I I can't remember where I read this, but it was something about you know, there's soy protein powder, it's okay. Maybe it was similar to what you're talking about. The more processed it is, the worse off it is. But I, I just can't remember what um, exactly yeah, I asked you here. It's, it's usually the isolated, like the soy protein isolate, um, where I think that one, because it's been a while, because I, I, you know, I don't eat it and I don't research it too often anymore, but usually the soy isolate, uh, it, it tends to throw off, the uh the hormonal levels so the whole the whole soybean products are a lot better a lot healthier for you okay so yeah all right well we're just about running out of time so let's go over one really important question which is how do vegetarians get enough b12 iron and calcium and if there's any other nutrients that vegetarians should be careful about let's run over that one pretty quick okay great um, so B12 is an interesting one. Um, there's a lot. There's like B6, B3, B, you know, lot, lots of different B vitamins. But uh, that one in particular is, is kind of challenging for vegetarians and uh, or actually for vegans. I mean, you can find uh, B12 in dairy products, and you only need a small amount. So. Some people say 10 grams. Um, some specialists say 2.5 grams a day. And so the, the jury is out on exactly how much you need, but we do know that you do need some on a daily basis. And um, also your body will store B12 in the liver. And it can store it for up to three, five years. And uh, so anywhere between three to five years. It's such a small amount that you need. So, I mean, if you're taking in um, a little bit of dairy or fortified uh, pro- uh, products like cereals, uh, even non-dairy milks now also fortify with vitamin B12, those are all going to be great sources. Um, I I do take a vitamin B supplement, and uh, I just feel like, I, I because I don't do much of I don't do any dairy and I don't do much of the the non dairy milks in containers. I I take something called a Nano B Plex, something like that. Yeah, Nano Plex, and it's like a liquid culturized vitamin B12, and uh, and that works great for me. Um, so you know, kind of to, to sum all that up, you just need a small amount 
And if you don't, you know, get some one day, it's, it's okay. Your your body does have reserves. Uh, but, you know, think of uh, find some sort of supplement or fortified food that you can put in your diet. Um, I mean, a lot of B vitamins, other B vitamins, you can you can find. Uh, there's, I found some actually in seaweed, uh, some in uh, nutritional yeast, and even bee pollen has vitamin B. So uh, those are those are some interesting, unique uh, sources as well. Yeah, you were talking about calcium and iron. Yep. Interesting. Uh, calcium. Calcium can be found in a lot of your nuts and your leafy greens. Uh, I mean, think about the largest animals on the planet. They, most of them, actually all of them, are vegetarian. Think of the cow, the the elephant, the rhinoceros. They're all vegetarian. What do they eat? They're eating greens. And, uh, I mean, they're, they're not too concerned about uh, osteoporosis or anything like that. So, so I, I uh you know, to kind of learn from them as well. I mean, I eat a lot of greens, and it's the the thing about the leafy greens is it has easy to break to get to digest calcium, and uh, also a seed form of, of calcium would be sesame seeds are very high in calcium, and when you're looking at plant versus animal proteins and animal products. Plant-based products are always easier for your body to digest, assimilate, and are more bioavailable to your body. So um, just keep that in mind. And uh, broccoli is also another good source of calcium um, and nuts and almonds. Uh, iron is also right up there with, in the high con- – leafy greens have a high content of iron as well. Um, you know, like I was saying earlier, I, I make sure and kind of – Test my test, get blood tests and things like that. Make sure that what I'm doing is is healthy, and uh, I've never had any problems with anemia. So things like uh, raisins, figs, uh, greens. Uh, if if uh, if you also would like something uh, that's a sweeter form, molasses is high in iron as well. So. Um, uh, as long as you're you're taking in some sort of variety of this on a daily basis, you're gonna you're gonna have all the iron that you need. Awesome. Okay. Now it's time for rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay. We have first question is what about people that can't eat gluten, so they can't eat oats and and many of the carbohydrates. So what are some alternatives to that? Is it just simply you know, eating more fruits and vegetables, or is there some gluten-free forms of grains that you may be able to suggest? Um, well, so there are – I would definitely consider eating more vegetables through legumes because there's no, there's no gluten in legumes. And um, there are some grains that don't have gluten. So um, millet doesn't have grain – or uh, doesn't have gluten. Um also, there's certain rices gluten free. Um, you can also, I mean, you can get breads that are gluten free. And also, by soaking, let's say um, wheat or spelt, uh, which is an ancient form of of grains, um, you can uh, 
release and allow digestibility of gluten. Like you, re, you actually, in, I shouldn't say release, but you release the enzyme inhibitors. And there's active enzymes that help break down the gluten and make it easy to digest. Um, other grains that are easier or that don't have gluten are quinoa. If anyone knows, if you guys know what quinoa is, it's spelled Q-U-I-N-O-A. And uh, that is also gluten-free. So there's quite a variety out there. There's such a um, a large portion of people who are gluten-free. So um, you'll see a lot. I mean, if you go to, you can get anything from bread to muffins to biscuits that are all gluten-free. So there's a variety out there. Excellent stuff. Okay, next question is replacements for dairy. So, you know, even in the sample meal plans we have, we have some dairy in there. People are vegan. They don't want any dairy. How, what do you recommend, you know, in replacing cottage cheese or replacing whey protein? Whey protein is an easy one to replace, but what about replacing cottage cheese or yogurt? Okay. So, yeah, like you said, uh, whey protein is easy to replace. Um, cottage cheese, I tend to um, I tend to do soaked almonds. I soak some almonds in water, and then I kind of blend it up, make – Make like a like almost like a porridge or something to the consistency of cottage cheese, and then I add some fruit in there, some berries, and and uh, that I really really like. Um, sometimes I don't look for direct substitutions, you know. So I mean, I just I just change it with like what I said I have for snacks, like my green bars, or I make a sunflower seed dip or something like that with some with some vegetables, and that that actually is really good for me. Um, the the Let's see. The other one was yogurt. You know, I I don't have like a direct uh, replacement, but I mean, once in a while, I'll make like a, a yogurt type of, uh, of snack out of coconut. Like I do coconut meat and a little bit of almonds, um, and that tastes really good. It's it's like a little bit of vanilla in it. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't, I, I, I try not to do like direct replacements in my diet. But um, in our in our food plans, you know, um, as we get to like a vegan diet, I will put in some recipes for um, puddings or dips that would that would be better replacements for those. Excellent stuff. Okay, next question. What about what are your recommendations for people that do want to eat? Dairy, meat, fish, and poultry. You know, what are your general recommendations for people to find the best quality stuff there? Okay, well, um, one thing that uh, if I noticed in the advertising of meat, especially with beef, um, that, or even I mean any kind of domestic domestic um, animal, is is that they they tout that it's uh, raised on grains, but actually grain, grains are the worst for for raising um, cattle. These uh, these these actually cause fatty them to fatten up, and so marbleizes the the meat. So you're better off to get grain fed animal uh, meat. Um, free range chicken as much as possible. Um, the other thing about about the uh, uh, if you're eating any kind of um, meat, is having it be from an organic source. So organic would be ideal. With the fish, actually getting, uh, uh, what do you call it, 
um, Alaskan salmon, something that is the fish is actually uh, grown in nature. Anytime you get into farm-raised fish, or you know, they're they're adding antibiotics to the water and and other kinds of chemicals to help keep away any kind of bacteria or sickness, and and then they're adding added uh, uh, coloring into their food so that they look healthy and the meat looks pink, and that's not good either. So organic, free-range, grain-fed, um, ocean-grown fish, those are, those are always your best bet. Excellent stuff. And, and I was just reading an article in Men's Health Best Life magazine, which is actually now no longer um, available. They actually canceled that publication. But they were talking about how 90% of the fish available in restaurants and stores is actually factory-farmed fish in North America. So it's almost impossible to get non-factory farmed fish unless, like you said, you're getting Alaskan wild uh, salmon. So it's very, very difficult. Um, yeah. Okay, so two more questions very quickly. If folks are looking for convenience, are there any prepackaged vegetarian foods that are okay to eat, or do they all have too much sugar, sodium, and long ingredient lists? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, well, there's there's definitely some products out there. I'm There's... There's some product names like Amy's that has frozen dinners, and if you're in a pinch and you need something fast, I mean you can you can get something like that. Um, when you get into prepackaged meals, uh, you gotta watch out for the um, <clears throat> you gotta watch out for the sodium content. So they tend to, to really jack up the sodium. So to, sometimes you get up to like 700 milligrams, which is crazy. Um, so just watch out for that and. Uh, there are some bars out there if you want something packaged on the go uh, that, that are they're better. They don't have as much sugar as they that than the let's say Cliff bars that are out there that are that are very high in sugar. I think they usually have about 23, 25 grams of uh, sugar. So I was talking about the uh, the uh, green bar earlier. I've actually found about three or four bars that don't have much binder, more um, whole food sources of uh, proteins and carbs and natural sugars. So you can get something like that. Um, so with the frozen, frozen well, what, what are the three bars that you found? What are the names of those? Oh, I knew you would ask me that. Um, like I told you, I was on Garden of Life and um, – Oh gosh, what's the name? <laughs> I put it on the side. This was looking at it last night, and uh, I will think of it in a second. Okay, I said, I think I actually have one. I'll grab it. But um, uh, Morningstar, you can find they have some low sodium um, prepackaged uh, protein sources as well. Not just breakfast. I'm not some kind of going away from the protein bars but um but they have some some decent packaged foods as well um gosh i can't remember the name of the one of them is called organic green superfood actually and it's by amazing grass so that's actually what it's called i remembered it so it's uh it's by a company called amazing grass and it's a whole food energy bar and uh this is a really great source um, they're at, they're made out of California organic as well. Um, so there's two bars. I can't remember the third one though. Okay, no worries. All right, and then the last question I have for you, you know, it's the summertime. 
is there any vegetarian or vegan products that we can put on the barbecue? What's do you ever use a barbecue, or do you ever know people that do and make really good vegetarian meals on the barbecue? What do you recommend there? Uh, there, I mean, there are some some decent patties. Um, if you want to do a vegetarian patty, there's some decent ones out there. Um, morning, like I think I mentioned earlier, Morningstar has some decent um, patties. The, the thing with that, you just got to watch out for the sodium. You know, you want to you want to keep it within the Couple hundred calories or a hundred, couple hundred milligrams. I mean, um, Amy's has some uh, some great patties as well. Um, I've actually in the past, you know, grilled up a patty and like pineapple and and had a really great meal. Or another option is a like a large portobello mushroom. And I mean, those are those are real meaty and filling, and a great substitute for um, for patties as well. Um, so I, I found those to be really tasty. Um, other than that, I uh, there, I mean, for someone who's vegetarian, I mean, there are some tofu dogs out there um, that are that are pretty good. And uh, yeah, I think that's 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 pretty much what I found. Um, you know, I I don't grill too often, but when I do, I I found a couple of those patties to be really helpful. Awesome, awesome, really appreciate it. Well. We went a little bit over, but we got a lot of great information out there for people. I hope everyone enjoyed the call. Hopefully, we got to all of your questions. If not, you can go to Cardina's blog and ask more questions at cardinaskitchen.com, K-A-R-D-E-N-A-S, kitchen.com, and you can ask questions on the blog there, or you can email us in, and we'll get to your questions. We really thank you for joining us on the call and for you know downloading the, the sample meal plans. Make sure you check those out. Make sure you try out. Obviously, all seven days, but if not, at least try out some of the recipes and try out some of the meals there. And if you're slowly making the switch over to the vegetarian lifestyle, we want to hear from you. And hopefully, we're helping you out and giving you lots of great ideas. And we've answered your questions on tonight's call. So, from me, thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Craig. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Cardina. So, everyone, we will talk to you soon. We'll put this call up for a replay. Replay if you want to listen to it again. And we will be sending out some videos next week, some really funny ones where Cardenas scolds me on my vegetarian diet when we sit down and have a chat about it. So we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, everybody, and have a great night.